Good evening, folks. Uh, welcome to the Adafruit Show and Tell. My name is Melissa, and tonight I'll be hosting. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with Anne here. Hi, Anne. Tell us about Hi, your Mark. thing that you want to show off. Yeah, I got I got two or three things I'll, I'll do real quick. First of all, um, everybody knows I've been kicking the the tires on uh, old computers like this old IBM PCAT. Um, the thing that I've been working on uh, most recently are web browsers. Now, web browsers and the AT kind of, they were about five to 10 years in between each other. The, the computer came first. Um, the original web was on like a Next Cube, which had a lot more power than a machine like this. So I've been trying to find various web browsers, and there's one called MicroWeb, which runs on PCs, and I loaded it, and it works really well. So it didn't. This has graphics. This is a a browser called FrogFind. Uh, sorry, a search engine called FrogFind, just for browsers that don't use HTTPS because uh, the encryption is more than uh, these old machines can handle. So I just typed in Adafruit here. And, um, and now it's pulling up sites with Adafruit as the search. And uh, I think this particular, I don't know. I'm able to, to kind of see Adafruit site, but again, Adafruit's very graphics and, and cascading style sheet heavy. So uh, obviously it doesn't work so well with that, but browsing is kind of fun. It's I, I like more using uh, the internet on these machines for things like uh, pinging time servers and transferring files between different machines. So uh, it's just fun. Um, using some of the networking with them. And um, I got in the mail from a uh, person on Twitter, this little gem, it's it's an IBM microdrive. It's in a compact flash form factor. It's a real, if I move it, it's a real uh, mechanical uh, hard drive, not, not flash memory, and it's a gigabyte in size. So um, I've got a reader coming. I want to format it and see if I can put it into the use as a hard drive for this machine. And this would be a lot higher capacity and a lot smaller than the original hard drive that uh, came standard with this. Um, these were actually something similar were in the original uh, iPods, the, the ones that held a lot of files. Um, finally, I wanted to show off this lovely little thing it's it's a um chip tester pro and it's something i've been wanting for a while something to do something like this um i had some ram chips blow up or go bad in my ibm pcxt right behind here and just swapping a few didn't determined that I found like one or two bad chips. So I needed to test them all. So um, I put one of them in here. And uh, so all I have to do is press test. And 
it goes through several tests and lets me know if it's good or not. So for that, I was able to find out um, I had eight of nine chips in one bank fry. So ordered some more chips off eBay, and uh, the machine's now booting with all its memory. And uh, I have bags. If, if anybody wants 7450, no, 7475 latch chips, I've got like nearly 300. I'm testing them all. Don't ask me how I got them, but new old stock. Uh, um, it's just it's really nice being able to test the old chips to make sure they still work rather than try to maybe put them in a design and uh, find out they're faulty. So that's what I'm up to. That's pretty cool. Um, so does it automatically detect the type of chip that's in it, or do you have to select it? It has a has a rotary encoder that uh, you can uh, select uh, different uh, modes and which chips. It can test quite a wide variety, uh, 7400 series, obviously, uh, 4000 series. Um, a lot of... Uh, chips that you know 6502 and support chips um i was testing uh 68 i think it was a 6809 maybe uh 6821 so um yeah it's got it it can handle up to i think 40 plus pin chips so i can't put a 68,000 in there but uh they're okay. they're uh, it's the Chip Tester Pro from Backbit. They're an online retailer. It's it's less than some of the chip testers out there. Um, so if anybody's interested, you know, it's not a native fruit product. I'm just a user. I'm not affiliated, but uh, I'm really happy that I was able to find something not at the $500 level that does all this. Okay, well, cool. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Let's see, next up, I'm going to have Noika. Hello, can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right, let's uh, share my screen, because uh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> let's see if this is going to work. Oh, I don't think it's working. Uh-oh. One second. All right, we're going to have to use uh, ACAM. <laughs> Uh, so this is a NeoPixel project. It's a collab project with Liz Clark, and it is a 24 NeoPixel ring and an ANO rotary encoder. And it's sort of like a fidget device, so you can um, move a NeoPixel along uh, the ring using the scroll wheel. This is the uh, ANO. Ah. What is it? the ANO rotary encoder? Um, and it's got a uh, Feather RP2040 in there, in the inside the 3D printed case. And it's it's got kind of a fun feature where you can uh, you can change the color of the LEDs by pressing either of the directional buttons, and you can hold down. Whoa, my diffuser popped out there. So you can uh, load. You can hold the center button down and and load a LED chase game. So the idea of the game is to kind of catch the target pixel that's lit up here um, using the center button. It's kind of hard to play it this way. Um, and as you advance through the game the LED changes color and it gets faster. And then if you beat the game, which is kind of hard to do, 
uh, a rainbow kind of shows up, nice little rainbow animation. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting way to kind of um, use the uh, the ANO rotary encoder to kind of fidget with this uh, NeoPixel ring. Um, it's got a battery in there, so it's portable, little slide switch at the bottom. And I think I said it's the, the Feather RP2040. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a fun project. Um, this is a piece of uh, black LED acrylic that we stock. Uh, but you could also, of course, 3D print like a, a regular diffuser and just kind of put it in there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the project. It was last week's uh, Learn Guide that we published. Uh, so folks want to build their own. Um, it's a pretty good kind of intermediate, beginner-friendly project. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Fidget. <laughs> Yay. Cool. Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Thank you for coming by and showing. Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. Thanks. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have Aaron come next. Hello. Um, Hi. So, uh, for this week's project, I am doing another fun little Disney-inspired thing. I have a wig here, and it's a long Rapunzel wig. I have a baby niece who wanted one of these for Christmas. So, of course, I'm a little behind, but uh, I wanted to make it light up and uh, made it sound reactive. So in the Tangled movie, Rapunzel's hair lights up when she sings a specific song about a flower. So I have a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit in here that's sound reactive, and it's, as you can see, reacting to my voice. Uh, and it lights up in very much the same way that her hair lights up in the movie, which uh, I, I think it, it turned out really well. I'm using these little NeoPixel uh, LED resin dots. You can kind of see them right here, these guys. Um, but the hair is, makes just this great diffusion. So it almost looks like the whole entire thing is lighting up. Um, years ago, when the Tangled movie came out, I used to own a princess party company and I made uh, a Rapunzel wig that lit up with EL wire that was controllable, but it was not this cool and it didn't look this, this amazing. It also didn't do the, the crawling down the braid thing like it does in the movie. So I'm really happy with this and I'm delighted I got a chance to revisit this project. Um, the other cool thing about it is I wrote the code in CircuitPython using ChatGPT entirely. So I talk about that in the tutorial as well, but ChatGPT wrote all the code for me and it came out just perfect. So I'm really happy with this. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to get to go give it to my baby niece and, and see if she likes it. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, think, I bet she will like it. I think she will too. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. And next, I'm going to have uh, Scott come here. Hello. Hi. Melissa, thank you for hosting. Uh, uh, I just wanted to do welcome. a... Hmm? I said you're welcome. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick plug for CircuitPython 2024. Uh, I've been like sick with daycare plague, uh, so I haven't been around a whole lot, but I'm trying to get it going the next uh, week or so. Um, CircuitPython 24 is our uh, kind of annual planning where we take a, a broader look at how uh, things are going and what we want to do for CircuitPython in the coming year. Um, so I just did my post here, and I'll drop a link in the Discord. Um, it's pretty similar to last year's post, but I think that's always a good sign that we're going the right direction. Um, I'd encourage other folks to, to post, uh, put hashtag CircuitPython 2024 and also email circuitpython2024 adafruit.com with a link to your post and then I'll reblog it and we'll get those the blog juices going. 
Um, also, I'm hoping to do deep dive this week. I was planning on doing it last week. And like I said, I got daycare, daycare sick, <laughs> unfortunately. So I had to bail. And thanks to Foamy Guy for filling in. Uh, but looking forward to talking more about CircuitPython uh, on Friday as well at 2 p.m. Pacific on, here on the Adafruit, the Adafruit streams. So yeah, that's a, a little preview of what I've been working on. Cool. Thank you for stopping by and sharing that. Thanks, Melissa. And next, I am going to add, uh, bring in Jeff. Good evening. I'm here to show you the newest thing I'm working on in CircuitPython. Um, there's a USB protocol called UVC, and it's what webcams use. And I'm starting to add support for it in CircuitPython. So this macro pad with RP2040 is running my experimental firmware, and it's generating this um, signal, this uh, frame buffer, that then is talking to my computer as though it were a USB camera. And I um, also have it loading a JPEG of Blinka. So there is an open pull request that has kind of the very experimental version of this. Um, you've, the way that you interact with it is a little bit hacky. I'm going to continue improving this so that it becomes a display IO display. And some of the things we think are going to be useful uh, about that um, are you could you know, have your um, application running on CircuitPython, and then you could switch it to this mode and make screenshots of it for documentation. And I just have a feeling that uh, other folks than me are going to figure out other ways that it's useful. Um, also, if you don't want to appear in a meeting, you can just hook this up instead and use this as your as your blink of face. Um, okay. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. This is possible because of tiny USB, um, which recently added support for it. And we were looking at it and we're like, let's see if we can do this in CircuitPython. And I've learned a lot. And I hope you all will be able to use this code soon. So check out the pull request. That's pretty cool, yeah. Also, like it's it's fun to fidget and make the call. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all stopping right. by. Doing that. See you around, Melissa. OK. Let's see. Next, I am going to bring in Foamy Guy. Hello. Hi. All right. So uh, the project that I've been working on for the last week or so is this game that I'm calling 1D Chomper, which is kind of like a version of Pac-Man that's based on a web version that was called Paku Paku. I think that's how it's pronounced, but it's this Pac-Man where you're kind of in a single hallway like this and you can just run back and forth. So it fits really nicely on one of these super long um, 960 pixel wide displays. Uh, ah. And I have the whole thing just mounted in a cardboard box. So I'll pop it over and you can see inside it's super simple, just the Qualia display driver. Uh, there's a slat in there for it to pass the ribbon cable through. And then it's just one of the surface or the um, panel mount arcade buttons and one of these super easy JST plugs with the alligator clip. So uh, very, very easy to put together. The screen and the microcontroller are mounted with Velcro, so those are easy to put on and easy to take off whenever you want to uh, reuse them in another project or anything like that. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I had pulled up, which I don't have my camera set up very well to show, is uh, I printed up all these kind of nice like decals just on some home printer sticker sheets and uh, covered the box mm -hmm. with those to kind of fancy it up and uh, make it look a little bit like 
um, kind of inspired by the old arcade, uh, the arcade Pac-Mans. Um, so that's the project. The guide is in the works. That should be out. Uh, that should be done here in the next couple of days. So uh, check in, uh, check out for that. And uh, for anybody that's interested in uh, more about the this particular project, you can also catch a couple of the videos from last week's deep dive and last week on my stream. Uh, I was working on this. So if you want to see some of the code behind it, um, even before the guide is out, you can check out those uh, videos. So is that done using CircuitPython? It is, yep. All the code CircuitPython, it's just based on um, Display.io and TileGrid uh, for the animations. So the guide will cover kind of like the most basics of how to use TileGrid for animations and then show how the little entity helper classes are kind of built on top to make the game code easier with the Ghost and the uh, Pac-Man player. Cool. Well, thanks for stopping by and showing that off. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. And last up, we have Sun and Moon Couture. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen. Ah, just do that instead. I have two monitors. I want entire screen, this one, share. All right, let me know if you can see that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so what I'm demoing today is a implementation. It's a variation on this POV LED staff. Um, I can post this link in the Discord. Uh, essentially, this was created by Alexander. Uh, you can see his email there if you want to reach out to him. Uh, the source code is actually based off of the original Adafruit Genesis POI. Uh, this is using Adafruit's dot star LEDs that have a very fast refresh rate. Um, and then I think that was by Philip. And then there was another version by Aaron so it implements, I think, both of those. And then this is the newest version. Um, what I like about this one is they added the ability to upload images to the POI from your computer over Wi-Fi. So the original version, if you remember, you had to kind of get the controller out of the POI, either unscrew it and disassemble it and plug it into a USB cable into your computer. You'd have to copy the images into the Arduino IDE compile everything, upload it. Uh, now, this hosts a web UI, and I can show you what that looks like. So you connect over your phone or computer uh, to the Wi-Fi network, and then you see a list of the files that are there, right? And it's just wow. drag and drop. So I can grab like this file, drag it over here in the file drop zone, and it'll upload to the, it's a Cutie Pie ESP32-S3, I want to say. Uh, and then there's an image list here that drives like kind of what order uh, they go in. So you can click edit there. And you can see all of the images that you want in what order. So I could rearrange these if I wanted to. And I think mm -hmm. there's like a, you can set how long you want each one to display. So I could do this one for 30 seconds and this one for 15 or something like that. Oh, okay. uh, so that's really awesome. Um, and then this version, it was originally made for a staff. Uh, I kind of chopped it in half to make a POI, but you can see when it first turns on, it shows you the battery level. Uh, if you hold it horizontally when you first turn it on, that puts it in Wi-Fi mode. Uh, so try not to do that. And then it blinks for a little bit, and then it should go into POV mode. Give me a second. I think we got to like spin it here. 
I tried demoing this earlier and my web camera does not show like the poi effect very well, but give me a second. Okay, so it's in POV mode. You can see as I'm moving it, if I stop moving it, uh, let me back up a little bit. There we go. As I'm moving it, it's updating frames, right? If I move it faster, mm -hmm. it updates faster. So there's an IMU here in the board that is sensing how fast it's flinging around and it'll actually change the refresh rate on the POI based on how fast it's moving. So you can see it's gonna go very slow when I'm moving it very slow. I don't know, kind of hard to film. I don't think you can see, this is showing like, I see a smiley face. You might not see anything. Yeah, I think a lot of the POV is filmed with uh, where they have the shutter open for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. You'll see, you can see in the, the screen share, kind of the picture that Alex got with his camera. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to go and set up uh, a camera with a, a long exposure and get some kind of trigger, like a remote control trigger that I can do to get some of those pictures. But yeah, uh, should I put this in the Discord? Yeah. Go ahead and stop sharing that screen. There you go. So you guys have the link. Cool. Well, cool. All Thank right. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next week. Okay. Thanks for stopping by. And that is it. Uh, thank you for stopping by and either showing off your projects or coming by to watch this. And we'll have Ask an Engineer coming up shortly in about nine minutes. And a wonderful day.